former Washington State Cougar and current alumni of my college. Marcus Trufant joined us on the program, talked about what he has going on after his NFL playing days, specifically the Trufant Media Co. that he has founded and uh, was is finding a lot of success with. And, and we're able to bring you that story from our friends over at New Mexico Pop Warner and Dickie's Barbecue Pit. Both of them have been tremendous in their support of us at Radio Row. If you're going to get your youth athlete into football, New Mexico Pop Warner is the start for you. And obviously, being from St. Louis, barbecue is a big deal in my life, and Dickie's Barbecue Pit is my stop in Albuquerque. Welcome back to the program. And Pullman is in the house, boys. 50% of this program right now. Former, <laughs> I guess current, I don't alum, I don't know what word to use. A uh, bunch of Washington State Cougars is what you got right here. Joining us is Marcus Trufant. Marcus, welcome to the show. What's going on, man? Go Cougs. That's I'm loving the energy, bro. I need that. And we need to talk about Cam Ward. We need to talk about everything that's going on up there in Pullman before we talk about everything that's going on in your life. Okay. Because I can't move forward. First of all, new, <laughs> new no, coach. There's, there's almost more Cougars here than there are at the Machine Gun Kelly concert. <laughs> <This last year>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a, lot, a lot of Cougars. Yes. Way more Cougars. There. That's well, funny. I love it. <laughs> hey, what? Well, What's up with that team up there, though? What's up with our boys in Pullman? They, I mean, they got a chance. By the way, we were pack teners. It's pack twelve now. Okay. But yes. yeah, what's going on up there? How are they? Are they going to be able to turn the ship around and, and kind of get to the top of that of that conference? Um, I hope so, yeah. man. Um, getting out of the the leech era and yeah. everything that they had going on up there now, trying to change and get back to some normalcy right yeah getting away from um pirates and other and crazy coaches scary things right? <laughs> so, oh my gosh um i think they can make it happen though but i think it has to start with some defense i know that um last couple years playing defense is good over there but it's too many points if you're playing games and the scores are in the 50s and stuff like that yeah. it's gonna be hard to win games it's, especially hard to win those um, tough games. When you get down there in the fourth quarter or you need to make a big stop and you can't really do that, it makes it tough. So um, they say defense wins championships, so I agree. How, how, would you have been licking your lips playing on a defense that, that went down and scored so fast? All the, I mean, excuse me, your offense would go down and score so fast every position, and then you'd have to – you know you're playing against the pass the rest of the game. What does that do for, a, like, a, a defensive back like yourself to go out there and play against a team that you know has to throw it? That does a lot for a defensive back. I think it does even more for the defensive linemen, and I've said it on several interviews today that the best pass coverage is a sack, right? Yeah. So if the big boys up front know that it's going to be a pass, they can run their games, they can do all that cool stuff up front, and they can make um, the day very um, stressful for the quarterback. And that's when the DBs can start licking their chops, man, and start sitting on stuff, start to cheat a little bit, not too much, but hey, you can make the best of those um, opportunities. There it is. So before we get into all the cool things that you're doing in your community, I want to know what it was like stepping away from the game. Because you've, you've done this your whole life, and was it like a body thing? Was it a brain thing? Was it, was it a family thing? What, what is it like finally walking off the field? It was um, a transition, actually. And um, to be honest, um, it's something that I subconsciously am still working through now, right? And you navigate these things, and you go places, and people still see you as the athlete and uh, kind of what you used to do, okay? Do I like that? Do I not like that? Do, do I want to re-identify myself? Am I this um, um, guy that does work in the community? Am I uh, 
business investor, owner, I'm a, a dad, I'm a husband, I'm all these different things, right? And you constantly got to go through this thing, um, these conversations that you have with yourself, right? Internal conversations, and then it feeds into your marriage and all that kind of stuff. So things have been good. Um, I felt like um, that I threw myself immediately right into family. You miss all these things as a dad. You miss birthdays. You miss holidays. Right, you miss the right, cheerleading. Right. You miss the dance recitals. I got four girls and a little boy. I got five kids total. We're um, didn't think we had enough going on with that, so we got a puppy as well. So now we are <laughs> kind of going crazy, right? But um, just the life, man, and how it works is really about teamwork, and you got to find that teammate. My teammate is my wife. We work very well together, and um, that's how you have to do it, man. You can't do this thing alone. And for my transition, and even for her, because you think it's just the athletes that go th through it, but the wives – and their uh, partners go through it as well. She went from me being gone all the time, and now I'm right in her face all the time. So mm. um, th that's too much, or is that too little? Do I need to give her space? Does she want some space? But we do everything together. We're best friends, and that's how we rock. Um, so awesome. Tell us a, a little bit about TFF, the True Font Family Foundation. You know, you're, you're giving, awarding college scholarships to underrepresented students in the Tacoma, Seattle area. How did you want to, how did you get that started? Well, that was started, man, um, just being drafted to the home team, right? I grew up in Tacoma, and then I get drafted to the Seahawks on draft day. It was crazy. I had my bags packed. I thought I was going across the country to do all these <laughs> interviews and all this stuff, right? But I'm down, at the time it was Jillian's, I'm down yeah. in Tacoma, you know, all the people I grew up with my family, my friends, all my teachers, people from church, the people I just knew from the community are there to support me. So that's where the True Font Family Foundation comes from. I wanted to support, give back to a community that gave to me as a young man that continues to support me and my family and just give young people opportunities. Education is just a piece of it, but there's um, so many things that come from exposure and opportunity for young kids that may not have a lot, right? You just have a conversation with them or you show them something that's a little bit different. Right. That could put them on the path uh, to do great things. Who called you on draft day? Um, was it the big show? Was it Mike Holmgren? I think it was yeah. Mike Holmgren and I you, talked to. And you said, Coach, I'm going to get on the T-line. I'm coming up right now. <laughs> I'm ready to work, <laughs> yeah. man. I'm going to get in the car. I, I'm not sure what kind of car it was. I think it was a rental car yeah. that I had at the time. Um, and, yeah, man, I – Drove up about 45 minutes to Kirkland, man, and did the interviews. Yep. And my dad had on this, like, outfit, not so much out of the 70s, but it had, like, sparkle, and his hat had some gold on it. Of course, of, yeah. yeah. A lot of people remember that more than they remember my speech. There are three true fonts that have been in the NFL. How was that household? How was the competitiveness <laughs> just oozing out of the house? How, did you have to – well – not even at a younger age, as adults. Right. Are you, are you, are you showing your accolade, hey, I'm all pro, but, hey, I'm <laughs> this. Like, how did that work out? Hey, for, forget those Manning losers. We got three. <laughs> we got exactly. three at the table. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> um, growing up, man, it was good. It was competitive. I'm the oldest. My middle brother is two years younger than me, and my youngest brother, Desmond, that's still playing, is ten years younger than me. So there's some gaps there. Me and my uh, – Middle brother Isaiah would, you know, do everything together, and we would bring Dez, but 
then we would kind of just push him to the side. Like, you're too small, kid. Yeah. You, you yeah. can't really get down with us like that. We don't want you to get hurt because mom's going to be all over us if we bring you home, <laughs> like with black eyes and busted lips and stuff like that. So we did it. But as we got older, man, the support and the competitive nature just continued to, to grow. And those conversations that we have, it was more or less about who's better, but we would kind of just um, – bounce off of each other right okay. and have these conversations about the league and pretty much talk about other people in the league that we thought was trash right it'd be like oh, yeah man yeah. i did this oh. so we, we could do this and i remember oh. playing against this so i'm not saying no names though because ain't nobody gonna come and see the true fonts uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. come and see me at the house find me when i'm sleeping all that <laughs> yeah. so i'm gonna keep it cool but it was good man it's all, it, 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 it's, um, always been good and that's just how we were we have very candid conversations just about the experiences because we could relate to all that my middle brother had like the toughest role right he, he's the um smallest of the true funds he, he went to the same school cooper cup went to eastern washington but he went to the ufl um xfl and then he finally got a shot with the jets but he did that so his Route was a little bit different. Mm -hmm. I got drafted in the first round. You know, Dez got drafted in the first round. But we still have these real heavy conversations about the sport and just what it's about. So, so, so growing up, John, growing up, like going back for the all time, and now the media network that you have, was that part of your playing days too? Was that on the field? Was, was, was the yap running as much <laughs> as the legs were running while you were out there? You know what's funny, man? I did um, – start this media company, the a Trufant Media Company. I do a podcast, I do a couple podcasts. I do a sports cost, um, podcast, and then I do a um, family podcast, uh, the Truly Unruly podcast with my wife. But to think that I would be in front of the mic like now is crazy because as a player, I never talked mm -hmm. on the field at all. I was like a silent assassin, more um, – Jason Bourne-esque, right? I would just be <laughs> in my mode and I would be locked in and I would um, just hit a switch. And right. I would go. I'm really nice dude, very laid back, but on the field I would kind of just go nuts, right? And you lose it for five hours. That's what you kind of have to be on the football field. But um, never thought that I would be a guy that would like to be in likes and to do the media thing. So it just came to me. And I see the opportunity, too. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. There's people on social media. That's where everybody is. So if you want to get to the people, you got to catch up. Right. Let's talk a little more about your podcast with your wife. Is this all about, like, the, the bond of marriage and strengthening a marriage? Tell us a little more about that. Well, yeah, it, it's about the bond of marriage, the strengthening, strengthening of marriage, but um, truly unruly, right? So when you think of the title, we talk about both sides. All marriages don't go well all the time. And even if you're in a beautiful marriage, I feel like I'm in a beautiful marriage. My wife doesn't like me some days, right? And sure. I don't like her some days. They so preaching to the choir. We <laughs> <laughs> so we talk about that kind of stuff, man, and we keep it honest and we keep it real. And we get people that can relate to that, man. And we just are letting people know that it's okay as long as you communicate through it. We got five kids and a dog, like I talked about. We're very busy. I'm an ex NFL player. My wife is a stay-at-home mom who, um, that's in school but takes care of the kids. So what does that balance feel like and how does that work? And you go out and people would see me and they would want to shake my hand and high-five me and they would forget about her, right? I would have to introduce her and do stuff like that. So we talk about these different situations that come when being like an ex-player and what it's like to be a wife of a 
athletes. So, Founder and owner of Trufant Media Co., Marcus Trufant, has joined us. And uh, I'm going to open up a wound with you here, Marcus. Uh-oh. Okay. Trouble. <laughs> We've been talking all week about me. And we've been talking <laughs> all week about how I can't get behind the L.A. Rams because I'm from mm. St. Louis, mm. and they took my team away, and it broke my heart. I'm going to take you back to 2008 when your Supersonics left. <sighs> the dagger. Give it to me, my friend. Give me the emotion behind it because I need these guys to understand that I'm not just blowing this out of proportion, that it, it, it rips your heart out. It rips your heart out. It changes the dynamic of the entire city, the entire community. I was a young guy at the time. You know, you had the Sonics, you had the Seahawks. The energy in the community was totally different. I'm talking about restaurants. I'm talking right. about bars, the whole. And obviously the Portland Trailblazers are a joke, and we don't even <laughs> want to go on that. <laughs> like, even if you pretend to, I get No, I'm still with you. Just make these guys understand right. that I deserve this. You do. Yeah. yeah. I you, need the Rams to lose. You <laughs> Don't wish that on the Rams. That's selfish of you. Yes. Oh, yeah, no, it's, it's, yes. It's very yeah, selfish. Keep going. Keep Do you going. know who you're talking yeah, to? No, right? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah, bring, bring back that pain. I want that pain. The pain is there, man. So I do feel you on that point. But um, just like as a good husband, Ooh. sometimes you got to take yourself out and kind of take a step back, man. It's not so much about you. There, there's other people. I don't like so, this part. <laughs> <laughs> it, these Rams in the L.A. community is really thriving and they're enjoying this. So you should get a little bit of joy. Okay, you know, I was a part of that in the beginning, and now you guys can enjoy. Yeah, that ain't happening. Yeah, no, yeah, no. no. He, he, no, yeah, he's, no. In, he's incapable. You don't root for OKC. Um, I don't. No. <laughs> uh, facts, 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 facts. Um, so we were talking about, you know, the Tacoma, the Seattle area, and how big you are there. How, with with your media company and coverage, the presence, the, yeah, yeah, are you are you wanting to spread that out uh, and, and just encompass more cities and more communities that way? Absolutely, man. Um, grow the brand, um, continue to grow, man, and do things, and just get to more ears, get to more listening, um, get to more listeners, because we're doing some good stuff, man. I really like the podcast we're doing, and um, I'm out. Um, as you know, I'm a part of the media company as well. I do speaking engagements. Um, I'm a, as you know, I'm a business investor as well. So players that are transitioning and doing things and um, getting out of that box that the NFL sometimes can put you in by making sure that you focus on football only and not letting you kind of brand yourself and do these things. Um, and you're looking at these numbers of guys that go broke and stuff like that. It's a bad right. look. So, you know, I'm out doing all that. So to go country – why to be good and to go national, man, and that's the goal. There we go. When you were learning the position, this is our last question before we go. Did you watch film on Leroy Butler? Um, I watched film on running backs because I thought I was a yeah. running back. Um, early in my days, I heard that Barry Sanders is out here somewhere. He is my favorite player of all time. If you try to shake his hand, he'll duck, he'll duck dive, and ditch out of the way. He, <laughs> right. he can't be touched. Right. But Mr. Butler is a beast, though. Yeah. So, yeah, man, I know about that. And um, I watched a little bit of everybody, man. I was a corner. I like to tackle. Yes. Mm-hmm. So um, I like to hit people and make it happen. So, yeah. Okay. That's the feedback we needed because Leroy, <laughs> Leroy Butler is in the Hall of Fame because he created the Lambo Leap, man. That's what I'm trying to say. He created the most famous celebration in the history of football. Four-time All-Pro. Yeah, I'm not saying he wasn't. Four-time first-team All-Pro. 
Marcus, it's all I day. I missed the argument. Yeah, 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 you did. It's all day, but It's all day. All day, baby. Man, I, got, I got eight more hours of this, dude. I can't handle it. <laughs> Marcus Trufant, at Marcus underscore Trufant, at Marcus Trufant. That's Twitter and Instagram. Thank you so very much for being a friend of the show. Whenever we get back, more from Two Men On. Radio Row on 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal.